Last time on Imptab Avatar Blades in the Dao Fei. Following a very, very successful job, our scoundrels did a little bit of downtime, a little bit of leveling up. We talked about rules for a really, really long time, and I'm sorry about that. Probably won't happen again in the future, though, because we've already explained them all, so don't worry. Don't you worry. Anyway, after having leveled up and all that fun stuff, they did a little bit of free time. Seaway went around and, you know, just spiffed up the storefront a little bit, making things look nice and presentable. Tonin went out and drew some more faces and made a little contact with a member of Gecko Jr.'s even better smuggling operation, <laughs> doing a little bit of network out there in Little Ognikila. And meanwhile, Mr. Who was down in the agrarian zone trying to scope out what's going on with Nellyow the gardener and her cabbage garden, the soup kitchen that she's popped up down there, serving all of the orphans in town, trying to convert them over to her cult's cause. Uh, unfortunately, Mr. Who was rebuffed by the guards upon being identified as an associate of Tonin Yoru, a great rival of the gardener, but he did manage to speak with the ward boss of the farmers and got some information that the farmers were being extorted by the gardener to provide food for the soup kitchen, and they were offered four coin in response for the offer to get the gardener out of there. How are they going to do that? What's going to happen? Let's find out here in the world of Blades in the Dao Fei. What's shaking, everybody? You're listening to ImpTab Avatar Blades in the Dao Fei, the Blades in the Dark actual play where we make up almost everything on the spot. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and today I'm joined by... Thomas Ryan, playing Hu Wei Young. Christian Randall, playing Tonin Yoru. And Evan Peterson, playing Si Wei Lang. Yeah, there, we were just talking about how we're not actually sure if any of the other people in the group really know what's going on with Nelia the Gardener and good old Tony Yoru over here. I just know I got kicked out of a cabbage garden. That was pretty sad for me. Yeah, we we got a message on our Patreon Discord from Swess like, hey, I don't know why I care about these criminals. You need to give me some pathos. <laughs> so that's going to be our goal for this here episode is we're going to show you a little bit of pathos, hopefully. And, uh, I mean, we're also going to show a lot of hubris because apparently Mr. Who is still going to be asking for Devil's Bargains. Oh, um, yeah, constantly. I'm, <laughs> oh, literally, no. anytime I have to roll, I'm going to do a Devil's Bargain. <sighs> I don't like that. Well, that basically guarantees that this job will not go as smoothly as last time. <laughs> yeah, which is exciting for me because then I get to explore all of these new harm mechanics and all that stuff. We're criminals. <laughs> we shouldn't win anyway. If you reveal my identity behind the mask this quickly... <laughs> <laughs> Episode what? Four? Seaway and Who are going to have some issues. Issues. It's fine. Everything's fine. Well, we have Mr. Who is heading on back to the, not the bathhouse. That's not where uh, you're. Ling's discount pets. They got to go fast. Yeah. Ling's discount pets. Exactly. The bathhouse is gone forever. Rip bathhouse. We loved you. We hardly knew ye, but it is what it is. This is a terrible cold world. And sometimes you don't get the bathhouse. Sometimes you don't get a warm bath. Yeah. You're heading on your way to Lang's Discount Pets. They gotta go fast. It's inevitable. And you meet up with your friends. <laughs> Forgot about the it's inevitable thing. The tagline's gonna be like a full page long. By the end. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Tonin, uh, things have gone a little bit south down in the uh, agricultural district. Are you familiar with someone going by the name of Nelliao the Gardener? As he's entered, I've been doing some sketches in a little scroll book that I keep at my at my hip from time to time. And as he says that name, I crumple up the paper in my hand that I was drawing on. What name did you just say? You heard me, I assume. Nelio the Gardener. Yes. 
I went down there to try and gather some info on a soup kitchen they're running, and I was rebuffed pretty quickly. That bog swine. <laughs> what is she doing here? A soup kitchen? It's a front. She's recruiting youths by giving them food and aid. You'd be smart not to eat there. Most likely poisoned. Isn't that just a good thing? <sighs> Seaway, how naive are you? They're using the soup kitchen as a means to trick orphans into joining their organization. And that's just the tip of the iceberg lettuce. <laughs> as they're doing it, they're extorting the cabbage gardeners in the lower districts. By purchasing their cabbages? Extortioning their cabbages. I don't actually know how they're doing it. I probably should have asked about that. But <laughs> it's extortion. That's what the ward boss told me, at least. Seaway, way young. I should probably tell you a little bit more about what happened. I don't know how much you heard a few years ago about what happened with the Earth Sages. Yeah, everyone knows about what happened with the Earth Sages. It's no secret. Yeah, well, things are, were a little different from the inside. Most of them are gone, dead, poisoned. I wish Nelia would have been one of them. You see, she was a bad apple. Well, I guess I should say bad cabbage. Well before any of this started. She'd been ostracized and exorcised from the organization, and now that they're gone, this vacuum of power left by all of the dead Earth Sages, she's trying to fill it. And I guess I really can't say anything that would convince you that it should be my family, me, my father, and our sect that should take it up, but Seaway, you seem to have the qualms with this. Would you be willing to trust me? I don't think it's any secret that attacking a soup kitchen is a bad look. <laughs> is there still coin involved with this job? That's what our group is hurting for most right now. Yes, and a fair bit at that. The ward boss has offered me four coin in order to uh, take care of the soup kitchen's issue. Now, if you do have a concern in regards to taking down a soup kitchen, which, whatever, man. <laughs> the real issue is that they're extorting the cabbage farmers in the lower agricultural districts. If we can figure out a way to stop the extortion, or perhaps move in our own soup kitchen, we may be able to rectify the situation without hurting the youths. Well, I trust Tonin, and we need coin. You two are the strategists, whatever you decide is best. And I'll walk back through the curtain to man the counter at the front. I'm going to turn to Wei Young. You said four coin? I did. You two split it evenly. I'm doing this for different reasons. Is he lying? <laughs> I can always tell who's lying, so I want to know if you're lying. That is something you can do. Um, Spent a lot of time thinking about this answer. Seaway <laughs> is... Um, Seaway is honestly willing to completely forego coin in this instance even though Tonin, Tonin is? Sorry. Seaway <laughs> is too. I'm taking all the coin. Seaway no. <laughs> wants money. <laughs> Tonin is completely willing to go without the coin for this job even though he's hurting for coin to try and get that singing bowl finished. He wants Nelio gone in any way possible so he is telling the truth. Alright. Noted. <laughs> Alright. Noted. <laughs> There's uh, a little more information you should be aware of. Uh, Nelly, I was aware of my connection with you, that we are associates. Uh, as I said, things did not go well when I went and visited the soup kitchen. So Sounds like you got a devil on your shoulder almost. There was a bargain <laughs> struck, and I failed. <laughs> um, 
Tonin is going to put his head in his hand for a moment. He is, since he's in the, the hideout, he is wearing his mask with the white face, the red lips, and the gray markings around the eyes. And he sighs for a moment. So she knows I'm in the city too, then? It would seem so. That will complicate things. This will not be an easy job. Well, we've not had a challenge we couldn't beat yet. <laughs> Come, let's make a plan. And from the pie show table, you hear Eelhound once again pipe up. And Seaway is right. This is a bad look. Attacking a soup kitchen. We need to make sure that people understand that you're in the right by doing so. I think uh, Wei Young had a good point. There's no reason that it can't simply fall under new management with a more agreeable relationship with the uh, cabbage farmers. I'm not smart enough to know what my next move should be. <laughs> Way Young probably does, but me, Thomas, does not. <laughs> well, I'll say, Mr. Who, I've been hearing words already circulating around. The gardener is doing a good job with her smear campaign against you. If you want to be a political opponent of the gardener, maybe it's time to start your own smear campaign. That's just my opinion. Eelhound, where did you learn such in-depth <laughs> PR social commentary? Oh, well, you see, I am, in fact, an adequate cohort, so I, <laughs> I didn't just fall off the turnip truck. I know a thing or two. One of the options for our mission can be a deception mission. <sighs> yeah, we have assault, deception, stealth, occult, social, and transport. So cut to montage. This is our planning montage, right? Yeah. So okay. which of these <laughs> options do we think is most appropriate? How do we want to tackle this problem of the gardener? This, to the public, very altruistic figure, but you know that there's bad stuff going on underneath. Assault, I say, is off the table in this one. That will only look worse for us. So I think the way I seize it, we got two options here. We can start our own soup kitchen, and it does better than theirs until they ran out of town, or we can take over their soup kitchen. I have a plan. A very loose plan, but hear me out. The issue with starting our own soup kitchen for me is it's not a for-profit thing, so like quote-unquote doing better i'm not sure what that would look like but one of the options is transport okay now we already kind of have an in with the cabbage farmers they've been forced to sell their cabbages at a reduced price to nelio what if the shipment of cabbages doesn't arrive to nelio and instead is rerouted to, I don't know, an under construction pillar for the railway that happened to be where an old bathhouse was. The farmers get back their cabbages, can resell them at full market value, plus they get the little bit from Nelio. Nelio just starts bleeding money, and then we come in and take over. But I don't know, what do you guys think? The only issue is that Nelio's gonna notice that the farmers are getting their cabbages back. She seems to be aware of when the cabbages are leaving and going, so... That's true. Yeah, in that instance, probably the score would be to set up that new supply chain, and then that would be an ongoing thing that would happen. It'd be a more of a slow kind of situation. I have an idea that doesn't necessarily replace that one, but could also go in tandem. Um, Ned, is there any kind of newspaper or way or like official way of news spreading throughout Bossing Say at this time? Yeah, so w there is a specific faction for the news people in Bossing Say. Wow. If the news people got hard evidence left anonymously in their mailbox that a soup kitchen was extorting local farmers in order to maintain their supply, that would look really bad for a soup kitchen. We would probably have to sneak into either the soup kitchen or Nelio's house and look for said evidence. I want to add on that. I like where your head's at. I want to change it up to a cult. 
Okay. You want to use spirits to do this? I want to use spirit moss. What I want to do is I want to plant evidence. Yes, we want to get evidence of the extortion, but that's only going to win us points in... Public opinion's going to be so-so because, you know, she's still helping orphans, you know? So what if the farmers take a little bit of a hit? Orphans are being helped. But what if we have proof of extortion and proof that Nelio's adding spirit moss to the food to do some occult stuff with the kids, really messing with them. The Jungle by Upton Sinclair. <laughs> That's the plot you just described. <laughs> I'm just saying, I think public opinion could really turn in our favor as people who bring that to light, take it over, get rid of the poison. Plus, it feeds into the whole idea already. Nelio, the poisoner, the earth sages, it's, I think it could work. I think it could be in our favor. We go in, we get proof of the extortion. We leave, we plant evidence of the spirit moss, and we tip off both of them. Because we leave the information uh, with the news people, and we might also leave a tip with, oh, Seaway, who's that person you know? You know one of the bossing say guardsmen, Boots. Boots, Boots, yes. He's our contact. Yes, if we can uh, tip off Boots to have them run a raid, get the spirit moss, and then the news people come out with the extortion, Nelio's ruined. I think we can, it's going to be a two-prong approach. Is this too complex? I have potentially another method of planting the evidence. What if we have somebody either through bribery or force take over delivering the cabbages to the soup kitchen, who can then plant the evidence in what looks like a normal cabbage delivery? Then we make sure that the raid is run on the same day before anyone at the soup kitchen can find the spirit moss. While our men are putting cabbages in a storeroom, they're also hiding underneath the cabbages an ample amount of spirit moss. One thing I will say real quick in response to this, remember your XP triggers. You gain XP when you execute a successful battle, extortion, sabotage, or smash and grab. And that would be a good sabotage. My only concern is that the cabbage farmers will be blamed for putting spirit moss into their cabbage hull. They are the people paying us. We don't want to anger them. I think if we break in, we can find a good hiding spot for the spirit moss and leave a really specific anonymous tip as to where it's hiding. You know what we could do? And I turned Eelhound. We could have you all leave the tip while we're running the job. So as soon as we get out, they do the raid. No time for anybody to make any sort of change. So we got a few different points of operation here. We have somebody leaving the tip off two boots. We have somebody securing the spirit moss itself and somebody figuring out where we're going to place the spirit moss. Ned. Yes. What would I have to roll to already have some spirit moss? <laughs> you would have to roll a pretty darn good lifestyle check, I think. Okay, because I was just thinking for certain things, I may have access to some. But if not, then I will roll. Are there secret shenanigans afoot? Always. <laughs> it might be easier actually to abstract that more as a fortune roll since you are bringing in aspects of your history, your background. Let's make this just a... Mm, Spirit Moss is weird though. Spirit Moss is a tough thing to get by. We're going to make this a zero die fortune roll. So I Take a devil's bargain. Take a devil's bargain. I'm going to... Can I take a devil's bargain and... No, it's not. It's an or, isn't it? It's an either or. Yes. Devil's bargain or push yourself. You said uh, as part of the devil's bargain rules, people besides Ned can pitch ideas, right? That's true. And I can hear the ideas without accepting them, right? You can hear the ideas. If you don't like them, there is opportunity for haggling. Okay. So I'd, I'd like to hear... I, I feel like Thomas has something he wants to throw out there. 
the spirit moss is incredibly volatile. So if you find some, there's a good chance it just explodes or something. <sighs> or does other spirit shenanigans. Ned, are you agreeable to those terms? Here is what I will propose for this devil's barking. One of the entanglements that can happen is called unquiet dead. A rogue spirit is drawn to you. You then have to acquire the services of a spiritualist to attempt to destroy or banish it or deal with it yourself. That's the devil's barking I'm going to offer you is you can get this spirit moss just kind of willy nilly and get that devil's bargain. But if you do, a random spirit's going to be after you guys. That's way better than mine. <laughs> Alternatively, you can try and secure the spirit moss through a more planned method that would be part of the job itself. And the spirit is specifically after me. Specifically after you. I want to take that devil's bargain. <laughs> All right. So now I roll one die. You roll one die. Can I assist? Can I have Day go out into the world and see if he can procure a location of spirit moss? Yeah, I think we can make that happen. So I can roll two dice. Yeah. <sighs> okay. But no matter what, a spirit's coming after me now. Spirit's coming after you. What a world. And you get to hang out with Day. <sighs> Rolled a one and a four. Okay, partial success. Four, so, okay, I, was, I, I wasn't sure if four was on the line, I forget. <laughs> yep, four or five is partial success. Okay. So, yeah, Tonin and Day come back to Lang's Discount Pets looking quite shaken. You have this jar of spirit moss, and Day goes up to you, Weyoung, and says, It was terrible, Master Who. A spirit from beyond the other side of the grave. It's after us we managed to shake it off, but I don't know how much longer we can. You've done excellent work, Alfred. You may <laughs> hang out here. Lay low for a while. Do you mean to say, Master Who, that I get a Dafay nickname now? Yes, Alfred Pennyworth. Because <laughs> you're worth every penny. Ridiculous. I mean, we're already kind of infringing on the Avatar The Last Airbender IP. But you're the one who brought Michael Caine into this. Wouldn't it be Alfred Coinworth? Alfred Coinworth. Alfred Coinworth, yeah. That way we're safe from Batman's lawyers. <laughs> we'll just call him Coinworth. That'll be his telling nickname. Ooh. Coinworth is a good name. Yeah. Um, all right, I'm going to kind of clear my head, go into my room, and take out a piece of paper and write Spirit Moss for Cabbage Soup and attach the label <laughs> to the Spirit Moss. Yeah, that is, <laughs> that is going to be uh, one slot of your load, we'll say. I will gladly give up a load slot for that. I have an idea that's a little risky. One more little thing I could try as part of a gather information. Uh, I'm the only one that Nelio the Gardener doesn't know is associated with Tonin. I also run a pet shop in a different part of town. If I was looking to start up my own side charity running a soup kitchen, maybe I could politely ask with my polite, calm demeanor to have a tour of her facilities, see what her operation looks like, and see if she would be so kind as to walk me around, and maybe I could try and suss out a good place to plant this evidence. Mm -hmm. However, I'm not the most social person in the world, uh, <laughs> so if they do suss out my connection to Tonin, then I'll be in the heart of their soup kitchen. Oh, boy. Well, I cannot go with you. They are not a fan. Yeah, this would be kind of a solo mission, just to kind of gather some extra information. Why would an up-and-coming pet shop owner want to open a soup kitchen? Uh, I'm cute and cuddly and nice. <laughs> Sound logic. 
All right. So Seaway, you bring up a good point that like if this job ends up being attached to the masked spirits and Neliao sees either Tonin or Mr. Hu involved in that whole situation, then the gardener's going to be able to connect masked spirits, Tonin Yoru. Okay, perfect. And then they have that connection. So let's have Seaway go and do just some initial information gathering. What skill do you think would be best for that? I'm thinking this is a sway, kind of a, hey, I know it's a lot to ask, but if you could do me a favor, uh, I've been really, you know, inspired by your work, and I think something like this could really help because a lot of people think the middle ring is, you know, doing so much better than the lower ring, but there's still, you know, there's still some people struggling, but they feel like they have to hide it in the middle ring because you can't be poor in the middle ring. Uh, and so maybe something like this could actually do a lot of good. And I think it would be a really good place in town for one. Uh, I've been looking and starting it up myself. And I don't know, I guess I just want to see what goes into starting a soup kitchen like this. Maybe see what your kitchen looks like. See how much food you have to buy each day. Things like that. You know what? That is actually such a well thought out argument that I'm going to give you a bonus die for that. Yes. Dang, son. <laughs> Holy cow. All right. So that is a two die sway. Can I help? How would you propose to help? Um, before he leaves, I would like to use my fine disguise kit and gussy him up, make him seem even more well-to-do, like he's truly some sort of possible benefactor. I want to make him look like he's on the cusp of entering the upper ring, you know? I've got access to fine clothes and jewelry, fine disguise kit. I'm going to give him, uh, you know, obviously adjusting to his frame and size, but I'm going to give him just a look that's going to make him look really distinguished and well-off. Yeah. So since it's a fine disguise kit, that would up his effect level for whatever he ended up rolling. Okay. Do I, and I mark a stress for that? Uh, yeah. And then I still have to do something to get one more die for that? Yeah. Okay. Um, I have a fine bottle of whiskey if you want to bribe him. <laughs> so since we're increasing the effect, if you rolled a failure, then that would be limited effect. But increasing the effect does bring it up to standard. If you rolled a mixed success, that would bring it up from standard to great effect. Uh, I'm going to push myself because yeah. social situations are out of my comfort zone. <laughs> I like it. That makes sense. So you take two stress for pushing yourself. Oh, come on. <laughs> Are the dice not in our favor tonight? Not today. That's uh, two threes and a two. Oh, Yikes. boy. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. So the effect is raised from limited to standard effect. You get good details and clarifying follow-up questions. Well, that disguise really came in handy then. <laughs> um, looking at the questions on the sheet, Ned... Um, my question is going to be, where can I hide here? Mm. Very interesting. Yeah, you, you get up to the front and you speak to the guards. They let you ride on in and bring you to Neliao the gardener. And she is a fairly unobtrusive looking individual. She's a bit stooped with her age, has her hair pulled back in a very, very humble bun has very unostentatious robes that she's wearing, an obvious display of humility and kind of self-abasement to show that she is a person of the people, you know? Mm -hmm. And as you arrive, she says, it is good to see someone of good repute trying to offer assistance to my soup kitchen as opposed to other people who have been coming in lately. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> oh, have you been inundated with ruffians? Ah, uh, yes, but I don't wish to settle upon the negative. Let us talk about your good intentions. I would really appreciate that. I have been looking into the possibility of starting my own soup kitchen in the middle ring. 
and was just wondering if I may be so bold as to get a look around, maybe even a tour of your soup kitchen to maybe help inspire me and let me know about what all that entails. Certainly, let's show you a bit of our process here. And she takes you through various rooms in the soup kitchen that she's built and does bring you into the back storage room. And while you are here in the storage room, uh, because you did get a partial success on that gather information, I'm not going to make you roll to like, or do you want to roll to notice? Wait, didn't I get a fail? Well, you got a fail, but you had the increased defense. Oh, okay. To bring it up to essentially a partial success. Okay. Uh, here's an opportunity. Would you like to have a study or survey roll to potentially see something more than you would have seen? Mm. You do have zero dots in both of those. Yeah. <laughs> and if I fail, does something go wrong? Yeah. <laughs> do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Well, I've been rolling terribly, and Come this would require two it. die to both be in the top half. I think he should get one die for just being brave enough to do it. Would this be a desperate action? <laughs> uh, it would be a desperate action. <laughs> I mean, you get XP growth from that. Do it, 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 do it. So do it, do if it, do you it. don't do it, then you will notice something, not like very intense details about that something, you could potentially get more details, but if you fail, then a complication is going to occur. Doing it. Ooh, boy. Six and a four, baby. Whoa! Okay. Holy cow. <laughs> so that is a partial success. Where was that on my last roll? <laughs> so with this partial success, she takes you into the back storeroom and is showing you all of the different, you know, types of food they have back here. And it's not just cabbage, you know, they don't only serve cabbage at the cabbage garden. But there is a good portion of that. There's also a section with all kinds of grains. There's a section with animal products. There's a section with dairy products and whatnot. And as you're looking around, you're getting a sense of, holy cow, the gardener isn't just extorting the cabbage farmers. The gardener is extorting, like, every farming organization in the agrarian zone to bring in all these different types of food here. And you do see in one corner, kind of in the most unobtrusive corner, where it's just like cabbages, potatoes, the most boring ingredients, you do see kind of like behind some of those piles, just like the slightest corner of a small door built into the wall in that corner. Mm-hmm. Perfect. During my time here, does Nelio have like an office on site, like a little administrative area, or uh, does she do all the administration for the soup kitchen off site? I'm going to make a fortune roll for that. She does it all on site. Ooh, okay. So that's probably where we'll get, where we'll be able to find some sort of evidence if there is any. Mm-hmm. If she's left any sort of paper trail, it'll be in that office. Now we do need to have a complication from your partial success. Uh, after we finish like having you look around in this room, she reaches out and she places her elbow in yours and says, Now come, come, let us go further in, you oh, delightful young no. man. <laughs> <laughs> Seaway just can't help it. His charisma is just pouring out of him. He's taking one for the team. It's all right. He's so charming. <laughs> I would be honored. <laughs> yes, here we have the kitchens and she shows you where all the cooks are doing their stuff. Here we have the dining area and it's just chock full of orphans. Here we have my personal administrative study. <laughs> oh my. I would I would love to see more of that. <laughs> oh man. My word. She invites you into her administrative study and says, Yes, the people are very kind to me. They appreciate my generosity and sometimes gifts are offered to me. I have many 
people who believe very strongly in my cause and they offer a degree of their own wealth so that my services may continue to benefit those who are less fortunate. I have patrons, firm believers, firm, firm believers in my cause. And one of them donated me a bottle of sake the other day. Would you like a cup? It would be rude to say no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, just one. I need to, you know, be returning to the pet shop later, so I I would hate to be out of sound mind, but I can have a drink. Ah, yes. Which cup would you be interested in? Just one cup, you say? And she points you to her, like, fine collection of sake cups, these very (laughs) sort of wide, kind of saucer-like cups. And there are some small ones, but she gestures very firmly towards a very large, like, communal sake cup. Can I roll something to see if I can sense in the force that Seaway's in danger? (laughs) I sense a great disturbance. I'm not in danger. Uh... Yeah, you sound like you're not in danger. (laughs) I'll I'll say, oh, oh, thank you very much, and I'll take a smaller sake cup from the shelf. Ah, a man of temperance. I can appreciate that. And she pours you a cup of sake, and takes one of the larger bowls for herself and uh, begins drinking. Now, tell me more of your business up in the middle ring. Uh, real quick before I tell her more, is there any sort of not requiring a study or survey, hopefully, very <laughs> obvious safe or, I don't know, cabinet that she might keep files in that's like, yeah, that's the files. You see not like an obvious safe or cabinet, but you do see an obvious like tapestry on the wall in a place where it's like, why would there be a tapestry on that wall? Okay, cool. Um, oh, yes, well, you know, we're just getting started, uh, but we're bringing in some more exotic pets in the bossing say, and I'm hoping to one day get certified to even breed my own. Oh, delightful. Yes, the highest end purebred pets. Yes, there is much to be said for the small things that bring joy into people's lives. You know, one such as me who is alleviating hunger, certainly there is great virtue in doing that, but there is virtue as well in alleviating the hunger of the heart, one might say, offering companionship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, are you um, are you fond of uh, animals yourself? Ah, uh, I love animals. I greatly love animals. I pull out Spike and place him on her desk. Oh, look at this little guy! <laughs> Do you just always have him in your pocket? Yeah, he goes with me everywhere. <laughs> I'd completely forgot that. I have a special robe with an extra large pocket, so it's like a mama kangaroo. He's got plenty of room in there. <laughs> he got a pouch. <laughs> yeah. He's not just like shoved in a tiny little pocket. He's got a bigger pocket. He usually just naps. When I'm at the store, he's out playing. Oh, yes, of Mm -hmm. course. Um, This is my personal friend, Spike. He's a uh, wolf hedgehog. And she reaches out and kind of pets him a little bit. Oh, it's very prickly. (laughs) Yes, I like my animals with a sense that you've tamed a danger. Oh, well. Can Jenna roll something to see if there's a disturbance in the forest? <laughs> Jenna's just like turning red and doesn't know why. <laughs> why am I so mad? I don't want Jenna to know what's going on right now. <laughs> there's something so alluring about knowing that you've taken something dangerous and befriended it. Mm, you live on the wild side, I assume. Well, I'm not sure I'd say wild, but domestic life can get a little boring sometimes. 
Ah, uh, can it not? Well, if you're interested in getting a bit more involved in the wild side, she takes out like a piece of parchment with a little seal on it, almost kind of essentially a business card, but a very sort of ostentatious business card, a little piece of parchment with her signature on it, little wax seal there with a little ribbon underneath it and slides it across the table to you. Do come back to speak with me. Oh, I very much appreciate it. And I will take my last sip of sake and say, Now, um, I appreciate your kindness and generosities, but I do unfortunately have a store to get back to. So, and I will get up and bow. And I thank you for your kindnesses and must be on my way. Ah, don't be too long. I won't be. And I grab Spike, put him in my pouch, and I'm out the door. <laughs> All right. Is Spike going to have a new stepmom? <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got two options right now. As I'm walking away, I sort of shudder. Uh, and I'm going to rush back, just kind of like thinking over things in my mind, trying not to get distracted, get back to the pet shop, and I'm just going to like grab a parchment and just start scribbling and just draw up a map from memory as best as I I can and like circle the important things like there's tapestry here some sort of hidden door here in the storage room and I'm going to scribble it all down real quick and leave it in our little planning area. Very nice. I'm going to steal that business card from you too and I'm going to rewrite the note on the spirit moss jar to be in her handwriting with her signature. Oh smart. What does the card say on it? Is it just a signature? Well it's essentially like stating that the bearer of this token of respect is a personal friend of Neliao the gardener. Mm. That's a useful thing to have. And uh, yeah, I'll scribble down that map. We're good to go. So as far as entrance goes, I think we're going deception method. We can have Eelhound and the boys act as the delivery boys. We can all hide in barrels. They can deliver us into the stockroom. We wait until after closing and then we do our job. Okay, so if we're doing deception, well, I guess, how do we feel about deception, first of all? It sounds like stealth. Will I fit in a barrel? The barrels come in all sizes. Yeah, you could just be a big barrel of cabbages. We'll just paint you like a barrel. <laughs> you as a barrel. <laughs> You're roughly the size and shape of a barrel. We could just paint you like one. So we, we have a vote for deception. We have a vote for stealth. I mean, we're straight up sneaking in. Um, <sighs> stealth is good. Yeah, stealth description is trespass unseen. Deception, though, is lure, trick, or manipulate. Which would, I mean, since we have the end with the farmers, replacing their delivery boys with our delivery boys isn't so much deception. It's really just part of the stealth, I guess. So I, I'll change my vote to stealth. Yeah, I'll just go talk to Fen Fang and he'll hook us up. All right. So what we need for stealth then is the point of infiltration. I think we just, just yeah, the barrels into the storeroom. Yeah, the loading dock, wherever that may be. So we'll just make sure that they load us, not with barrels stacked on top of us, but behind other barrels so that we don't get opened up early. Do we have a way to, are we going to need to intercept a delivery and take out its delivery men and take it over? Or do we have a way of bribing our way in? I'm, I'm homies with Fen Feng. He's the guy who's paying us. We're doing this job for the cabbage farmers so we can just enter at the source. Okay, cool. I might have missed that. Sorry. Well, speaking of load, what load is everybody going to take for this job? Light. Yeah, I don't want much to slow me down. (sighs) And just to confirm, 
the things in italics don't count towards our load, right? Correct. You can always have the things in italics on you. Oh, man. You do already have one slot taken up by that spirit box. That's the thing I have. So, like, going light for me, I only have two options. Ooh, and one of our things is documents, which would probably be the handwritten note you forged. And you also use the fine disguise kit on Seaway. Right. I'm not, I mean, the fine disguise kit I probably wouldn't take with me because I just am always disguised. I'm already going to leave disguised. Since you're always disguised, theoretically, if she caught you in the act, since you go on jobs without a mask wait did, would she recognize you on a job she would not recognize my face but there would be other ways for her to recognize me okay there's a certain smell about him <laughs> it's really unique and hard to miss i smell tone in you <laughs> it's like patchouli and grilled onions <laughs> since we are entering in barrels i'm gonna go normal all right we just have a fourth barrel and the barrel's load is heavy and we can just like pull stuff out of the barrel that we need. One of my load is barrel full of everything. <laughs> That's the workaround. One of my special abilities I could have taken would let my loads hold more for their load and now I'm thinking I should have taken it. Maybe with a level up. I'll work for it. Okay, well, we've got our point of infiltration. We've got our loads. So now it's time to figure out how many dice we're rolling for the engagement roll. <gasps> we start with one for sheer luck. Next, is this operation particularly bold or daring? It's kind of daring. I almost feel like this one's a little less than like our last job, you know, was so bold. Well, this feels almost tame by comparison. <laughs> if we get caught, this is kind of game over because we're going to be the guys who are trying to frame a soup kitchen that helps orphans. Eh, it's not game <laughs> over. We just become bad guys. You know, we <laughs> our public image is ruined, but that doesn't mean we're done. My public image is everything. <laughs> and it is currently smeared. Yeah. What level? Um, Sorry, what tier? is they're a tier two they're tier two so they're above us but not a lot above us look i'm just trying to say i'm trying to frame my mind to because all crime is risky in some way right and i'm thinking for a criminal is this a particularly risky endeavor uh, and i'm not sure if it is i think it is and here's why it's bold <laughs> because a we're getting transported in barrels so we can break into the soup kitchen we're planting spirit moss that we had to fight an evil ghost for <laughs> and then we're gonna try and get out of there while the cops are coming to us because they're gonna tell the cops hey there's something going on over there as we're committing the crime that's true that's a that's a bold move to report your own like, crime. We have a really short window to work with here. And I would say Tonin's personal connection probably ups the stakes of this a little bit. Because if we were just another crew doing this, you know, Nelio's gonna take whatever retribution they see fit. But if I'm involved and they find out that I'm involved... Alright, I'm convinced. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of personal stakes riding on this, so I think we'll definitely give you one die for that. Next, is the operation overly complex or contingent on many factors? Yeah. yeah. It's contingent on a few things working out. Yeah, even with like our playtest of this game system before recording, I think this is our most complex job we've ever put together. <laughs> mm -hmm. So we're going to take minus one die for that. We're back down to one. Next, does the plan's detail expose a vulnerability of the target or hit them where they're weakest? 
I think a little bit with the like hidden room that I found. And I mean, having an entire business rely on a crime is a weak point that you want to, <laughs> this would be a lot harder if she wasn't extorting anyone. That's what I was if thinking. If she was like, running a legit soup kitchen, this might be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think we are. I agree. All right. Next, is the target strongest against this approach or do they have particular defenses or special preparations? I think because they know that at least in some way, Tonin Yoru is aware of them, they're going to be upping security a little bit. Uh, what did okay. you do to this lady, man? It's not what I did. <laughs> that doesn't help our case. You're the problem to her. <laughs> she's bad news. We're bad guys, but she's a bad guy. Wow. Okay, so we're back down to one die. <laughs> Next, can any of your friends or contacts provide aid or insight for this operation? I mean, Eelhound is hooking us up. Eelhound is helping you out. Fen Fang, Fen -fang is helping you out. Fen Fang, yeah. I, I could say that Jen, my friend who's a calligrapher, could have helped me to forge that document. That's Ooh, a good point. That's a good use of a calligrapher. We'll give you plus one die for that. Next, are any enemies or rivals interfering in the operation? Not interfering. <laughs> Does it? No. <laughs> they just are the target. They're the target. Yeah. They're not interfering with the operation. They are the operation. Yeah. So I see. I guess no. I mean, people defend themselves. All right. They're definitely interfering because we're interfering. I would have to. I mean, I think they want. I think the rules want us to say yes at this point. I want the die, but we don't deserve the die. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that brings us down to one die for sheer luck. Next, are there any other elements you want to consider? Tier, location, etc. I think we've already considered so many elements in answering all of these other questions that we're just going to leave it at one die. Uh, there's one thing I'd like to consider, actually. We're real plucky. <laughs> okay. That's got to be worth at least two die. Yeah, if we, if, we, if we take into consideration that you're really plucky and add two dice, I'll also take into consideration that they're two tiers higher than you and subtract two dice. There we go. There's fair, as long as plucky is on the record. All right. <laughs> So we have one die for this engagement roll to see how well we're going to do. I think with the emotional involvement of the gardener. <laughs> no. Take it away, bud. Oh, no. I think we're going to have Christian roll that engagement roll at the beginning of next session. Oh, I'm so stressed. Not yet. Hold on tight, bud. Ooh, boy, this is good. I'm sweating. Real good. I like this. Jeez. <laughs> I like playing in a good heist. Oh, man. Yeah, that, that's one of the interesting balances with Blaze in the Dark is like the mechanics are set up in such a way that you don't need to plan super in depth. Like when you actually get to the job, you can have flashbacks. You can do all sorts of things to make sure that in the actual moment, things are going well. But still, this is a very complex operation and required a decent amount of planning just aside from what's actually going on during the specific operation. <sighs> it's fine. Everything's fine. Christian gets to be nervous until we record again. <laughs> it went so well last time. I just, I, I kind of want it to fail this time so we can see what happens. Oh my gosh, and Thomas is still well, I'm not... I'm going to be taking every devil's bargain. Yeah, he's still going to take every devil's... We're still... Holding. I didn't even roll today. I have no idea. Like, I didn't get the devil's bargain anything. Oh, too bad. The two episodes, you only ended up rolling once between the two episodes. Well, that was a good dare for yourself. Guess you can put that to rest now. I'm rolling right now. I'm, I'm going to roll to see if I'm going to take devil's bargain for the next session. Okay. Okay. If I roll a, a full success, I'm gonna take a devil's bargain every time. Okay. Um, if I roll, I'm gonna roll two because I really want it to happen. Um, <laughs> roll a four or five, I'll just do it every other time. And if I roll three or less, I won't do it at all. At all, even <sighs> if it. Oh. Yeah, even if it'll help me, I won't do it. Oh no, this is worse. <laughs> 
three. No devil's bargains, no matter what. Oh, oh my god. Oh, no. Whoa, this was a bad idea. A... <laughs> what do you people want? <laughs> we want a happy medium. <laughs> no! Oh, I'm sorry, Ned. The audio on that scream is going to be pretty rough. I saw the thing go full out. That's uh, all good. Oh, man. This is going to be a very exciting job next oh, session. Oh, man. Oh, dear. But for now, thanks, everybody, for listening to ImpTab Avatar, and we'll be back next time with more adventures in the world of Blades in the Dao Fei. If you want more, go ahead and subscribe, maybe even give us a review. We would be as happy as uh, just a kindly old lady who has a new suitor if you'd go ahead and give us a review on the podcatcher of your choice. We're also all over social media at Improv Tabletop, so if you'd like to connect with us, you know, maybe you want to talk with Evan about all of Seaway's romantic opportunities. <laughs> Don't be afraid to reach out to us. Now it's time to shout out our next batch of Sticker Club patrons. First person we're shouting out today is James Walker. James is the leader of one of the other farming organizations. He's in charge of the dairy portion of that. And James is going to be real, real happy if you guys take out the gardener, because <laughs> then he'll be able to sell his fine cheeses, like seriously, the finest cheeses in the entire Earth Kingdom. He'll be able to sell at full price, actually get what they're worth, be able to make a good profit for himself. So don't let James down, guys. Okay. Your Dao Fei name is the Cheesemonger. Ooh. Ooh. Also, why does the soup kitchen need such fine Jesus. You know, the gardener is a bit ostentatious. <laughs> Next up, we've got Mackenzie Peterson, <gasps> Evan's lovely wife. Sounds hot. Yeah. And Mackenzie is a third competitor for Seaway's affections. Seaway <laughs> is now in the middle of a love square, I believe that makes it at this point. And then the third person we're shouting out is McKenna Randall. She sounds hot. Yeah, Christian's <laughs> lovely wife. I just realized all of the wives of this cast are members of the Sticker my, Club. My wife is hot too, just her name didn't come out. So. <laughs> if you're wondering, she's a very attractive woman. Big fan. Well, we'll be shouting her out next week. Okay, so cool. she'll get her time in the sun eventually. But right now, we're shouting out McKenna Randall, who is... Also a direct competitor of Nelly Ow the Gardener. I thought you were going to say also vying for Seaway's heart. <laughs> I mean, why not both? A direct yes. competitor of the Gardener because she realizes, dang it, the Gardener is trying to take Seaway out from under my nose. I can't let that happen. Dear Lord, does everyone know about Seaway in this town? Why are you trying to be a criminal? Every woman knows who you are. That's why they'll all forgive me. Haven't you ever seen those, like, criminal stan Instagram accounts that are always like, he did nothing wrong. That's what's going to happen if I ever get caught. You just compared yourself to, like, Marilyn Manson. You know that, right? <laughs> well, we will have more Sticker Club patrons to shout out next week. And if you, our listener, want to join their ranks, consider joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash improv tabletop, where you can also get bonus episodes, Discord access, biannual sticker packs, and more. Now, let's do a round of plugs. Evan, you want to take that this time? I can absolutely take that. Um, the first thing to plug is our very plentiful back catalog of Fate campaigns, which um, I really love playing Fate. So if you all could get your friends to sign up for the uh, Patreon so that we can bring those back in full force, uh, I would love you forever. But... Uh, what we've got there is a lot of fun. I think Fate's a really great system and made for some really fun stories. 
then if you're like, that sounds great, but I really like Avatar, we've got an entire other campaign of Avatar goodness called 10,000 Things, following some non-criminals. If you want to see people <laughs> doing good things, <laughs> crime is fun, so I don't know why you would want that, but <laughs> if you do, it's there for you. Uh, and then, of course, as always, our sister podcast, I Cast Fireball. We love him. We love Thomas Brower, who's running that. He's also in some of our fake campaigns. If you want a little double dose of him, Ned is in that campaign, and they're just doing lovely, lovely things playing the D&D module Tyranny of Dragons. And then finally, if you want some lovely dice, like the ones our lovely GM Ned uses, you can head over to Fanroll Dice. And if you want a little bit of a discount, use discount code Vroom Vroom Fifi. F-I-F-I to how you spell Fifi. And you can get 10% off to get some beautiful, beautiful dice that you can use to apparently roll really, really, really well if Ned's DMing is any indication. (laughs) (laughs) Well, everybody, thanks so much for joining us here in the world of ImpTab Avatar, Blades in the Dao Fei. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and I've been joined by... Thomas Ryan, who said Marilyn Manson when he meant Charles Manson. (laughs) (laughs) Christian Randall, who is very nervous to roll first. And Evan Peterson, who is taken, ladies. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Much love and stuff, everybody. We'll catch you next time on ImpTab Avatar. Everything is awesome.